Hey guys, welcome to the Amori Magazine podcast here on AmoriMagazine.com. I'm Lawrence, and on this episode, we have a very special guest. His name is Rodney Shepard. He's a guitarist for the band Sugar Ray. They have a new album coming out July 21st. It's called Music for Cougars, and they've also embarked on a nationwide summer tour. You guys had to change your name uh, originally. How did? What was the story behind that? Uh, uh, do you remember Stranger Things? Have you ever heard of them? Uh, um, uh, vaguely, vaguely. It was it was a, a, a thin piece of plastic that you would draw a picture on, cut it out, you put it in the oven, and it would become like a it would shrink into like a charm, like a hard plastic charm that you could make a necklace out of or something like that. Okay. Anyway, long story. <laughs> so we have to change our name, uh, and uh, Mark. You know, we're all boxing fans, but Mark in particular. And so he thought of the name Sugar Ray because he thought it sounded sort of Americana and uh, big fans of the Sugar Ray Leonard. And you just played the uh, Hard Rock in Las Vegas. How was that show? This was just a, a pool side. It's part of their their uh, their summer concert series thing. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, but it's, it's similar to rehab. We did rehab a couple months back. It's all you know. Anything poolside at the Hard Rock is just what you can imagine. Yeah. It's, the, it, it, big, is it? You know, the big chested, shaved dudes, muscle dudes, and then the the fake boobs. Girls and <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's a real spectacle. I've been and played a lot of places, and I got to say, there's there's no place like that for better or for worse. <laughs> is, is it a different crowd than than that would be at a normal show? Yeah, it's it's just the most extreme. Uh, you know, I don't even know how to describe it other than you know, like I just said, just everyone's shirtless and muscly and big boobed and sexed <laughs> you know, out. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> Now, um, you, you guys we'll have played it to the extreme. <laughs> uh, you, you guys have played a ton of shows all around the country. Is there any particular one that is your favorite, and is it something like that, or any any, any couple that stand out? We uh, a personal favorite show of mine uh, was many years ago, but we got to headline at a venue called Jones Beach, which is uh, in New York, it's a right? Yeah, New York, and there's actually a body of water in between the audience and the stage. Oh, is there really? I didn't realize that. It was pouring rain, and the whole place was filled, and no one, you know, East East Coasters are, are tough, tough as nails. They don't let weather scare them away. That's true. It was, that was a pretty magical show for everybody in the band. It, it's funny, because I saw you guys um, back, it was a mix fest in Boston, and you guys oh, had played cool. and you guys had played at the old uh, Foxborough Stadium, and it was raining that night, I remember. And, oh, uh, yes, yes. But, but it was a great time. Yeah, you know? shows. Sometimes, you know, they end up being really great. Okay, you guys have been, I, I personally, I dub you guys the, the band of cool. You know, and, and nobody else has really ever done what you guys have, have done. W- what does it mean to be cool? <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we just, we just try to, uh, I think we're all real, real big music fans growing up. So I don't know if we, you know, just try to emulate our heroes or what, but uh, <laughs> we just kind of... Uh, doing what comes natural to us, I guess. Um, who were who some of your earlier rock influences? Um, well, I think for everybody in the band, you know, the Beatles were a huge influence. And then um, then the, the initial punk movement, a lot of the, the early English punk bands like The Clash and The Sex Pistols were really, really big influence, you know, on Mark and stuff, made him want to get into music. And uh, For me personally, though, it's, you know, a lot, a lot of the 60s greats, the Small Faces, uh, a lot of the great English groups in The Who and stuff like that. Yeah. A- any Beach Boys? Oh, and of course the Beach Boys. We, that's another common thread that everybody in the band shares is uh, our love for the Beach Boys. And now Murphy, our bass player, is actually in a roundabout way related and has been sort of embraced by the Wilson clan, which is really interesting. Murphy's father married Carl Wilson's ex-wife. Oh, no way. 
Yeah, which is it's and they Carl Wilson and and her Annie stayed very close and you know because they had children together and stuff. Yeah. So when she married Murphy's father, they just they just accepted Murphy and the family. And Murphy has been to the grandmother's house where Brian wrote God only knows on her piano and like and we've 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 played a charity event with Brian Wilson. We recorded an old. Christmas Carol that Brian Wilson wrote with his two daughters, with, you know, Carney and, and Wendy Wilson. and So we have all this, this close ties with the Beach Boys. It's pretty exciting. We yeah. played, um, when Carl Wilson died, there was a, a foundation each year um, for uh, brain cancer research. And so we've been lucky every year to play that. And, you know, we've played with Eric Clapton and all these monsters. So it's, it's a great thing. Yeah, I don't think anybody realized that there was that kind of uh, connection that you guys had with them. But well, that's 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 pretty good. And in uh, in pulp culture, you guys have been in uh, American Dad as well as a small part in Scooby Doo, and even a part in the uh, show Las Vegas. Do you like doing those other kind of projects outside of music? Yes, they're they're very fun, and we all are kind of just like pitching ourselves that we're even able to do that. And you know, the whole thing started the whole thing started off in 1997 before we ever had uh, our hit song Fly. In fact, it was literally a few months before the song came out. We got asked to be in a movie. Now get this: Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, and Natasha Kinski. <laughs> wow, a few big and names there. <laughs> the first movie that Robin Williams and Billy Crystal have ever been in together. So we're like, oh, that's it. And it's oh, and let me mention it's directed by Ivan Reitman, who did Animal House and you know everything else. Yeah. So we're like, oh my God, that's and we're going to get to play ourselves, our own name. So. It was the most exciting thing in the world. So we were in this movie. It was called Father's Day, the biggest flop. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> saw it, but it was such a thrill just getting to be in a movie like that. And then, you know, a few years or a few months down the line, we ended up having a hit song and our lives changed. But so it all started with that movie, Father's Day. And then since then, yeah, we've got to be in Scooby Doo, and yeah, yeah we just feel real lucky, to, real lucky to be able to do it. You you know that that you bring up that time period of '97. Um, I remember seeing you guys on the show called Oddville. I don't know if you remember it. Oh, my God, on MTV? Yeah, an MTV show. Yeah, and I think that was the first time I've ever seen you guys on TV. And I'm like, this show is crazy. <laughs> and it's funny because I was trying to look up that clip last night, and uh, I wasn't able to find it. But, I've, but like, there were so many um, different like actors and actresses and bands that were on that show that are sure, huge today. Cool. And I think it only lasted one season. Boy, yeah. wouldn't that be great if those clips were on YouTube? Oh, I, I, I know, because I'm just amazed at the amount of people that were on that show then that are like huge now. You know? I can't believe of all shows you just you pulled that one out. I can <laughs> reason I can I can't even remember what I wore on that show. I can remember it so well. Really? So so you remember it that well? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, I don't remember a lot of things we did, but I I can really clearly remember that show. <laughs> <laughs> it it always stuck in my mind, and I'm glad I got to be able to to bring it up to you. <laughs> that's the only one. <laughs> all right, so so your new album, Music for Cougars. Are you excited about the new album? Yes, we're we're very excited. It's a it's our first. Uh, endeavor with new music in, in about six years, so it was real nice. We uh, we had no pressure on this um, uh, time, you know, was was ours. So we ended up taking about a year to record it. We got to reach out and, and collaborate the song songwriting process with a bunch of people. Usually, every CD will collaborate with one artist or something. This time, you know, uh-huh. about four or five that we got to collaborate with. So, um, can uh, we... great. I think the, the songwriting's a lot better. Um, uh, it's a new producer for us. So it might have a little bit of a different uh, sound than our other CDs, but it's primarily, you know, we, we weren't looking to throw anybody any curveballs. I think it's primarily, uh, you know, pretty Sugar Ray-ish sounding. So. so, so it's more of your, your your traditional sound. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
it's got you know very you know a lot of melodic stuff. There's there's a couple you know rock type stuff. We even have sort of a, a power ballad in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean there's 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 a few different styles, but like all our CDs, I think you know there's a, a common thread running through everything. Yeah, you've had some some hits uh, throughout the years like Mean Machine, RPM, and uh, Rhyme Stealer. Are, those tend to be more hard rock. Do you enjoy doing more hard rock songs, or, or do, were those good songs uh, for you? Yeah, I mean, I like I like doing both. To be honest with you, uh, for live stuff, there's there's nothing better than than playing a you know a, a fast tempoed hard rocking song as a musician. But on the flip side of that, when we play our mellower melodic stuff, there's also nothing better than starting a song off and hearing you know the crowd cheer and stuff because they know it, you know the familiarity. So it's you know it's it's kind of it's the best of both worlds for me. Really. Yeah, yeah, and and the album has sort of. You know, again, for better or for worse, always we've never denied ourselves doing you know kind of fast, harder rock and stuff, or else just straight up real mellow. I mean, we'll, we'll do all styles. We've never limited ourselves and said, okay, this one's going to be only rock songs, or this one's going to be only uh, drum loop songs. We've just kind of write what we write, and and the best stuff makes it. That's always been our motto. Yeah, and and the new album is entitled uh, "Music for Cougars." So, do you have any cougar celebrity crushes? Were, were there any in mind when the, when the album was titled? Um, you know, Mark Mark's really into the uh, the Housewives of Orange County, and now the, <laughs> the Housewives <laughs> of New Jersey. So yeah, I, that could be uh, listed as an official inspiration for that. Is that because they're your neighbors? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it is funny. Uh, so you just started your summer tour. Will be. What's your least favorite and favorite thing about touring? Favorite thing about touring, and I think every you know every band guy will tell you the same thing. Is the the sixty minutes on stage? That's the favorite thing about touring. Okay. Getting to play, you know, almost every night of the week doesn't get any better if you're a musician who loves to play. So that's the best part. The worst part is now I found, find myself later in life with uh, a wife and two children, and uh-huh. uh, the thought of leaving them for for you know months on end is definitely the worst part of it. Yeah, I think every musician I've asked has said the same. Uh, that I've asked this question, yeah, it says it's, the it's same pretty, thing. you know, it's pretty obvious if if you're a a loving family man, then it's going to be very difficult to leave your family, obviously. But you know, but my philosophy has always been: anything really great in life has to have, you know, something, uh, you know, some kind of, some kind of edge or, or, or a little, you know, downside to it, just to balance it out. And I think that's that's the downside. And, and if you got a great family that's willing to wait for you at home, then the downside isn't so bad. So. Uh, where you guys are from, Southern California, is it nice to go on tour and get outside of you know Hollywood and, and L.A. and see? you know, uh, other parts yeah. of the country and see yeah, how they... You know what it tends to make us feel? Very lucky that we live in Southern California. And <laughs> no, no, nothing against any of the other places. It's, it's, when we say that, it's strictly a climate thing. There is just no better climate than Southern California, and we get reassured that every time we go out and tour the States. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll agree with you there. I'm, I'm from Maine, and uh, my father grew up uh, in L.A., so every time we've gone back to visit, it's just been great. I love it there. Yeah, now there, there's some that'll say, oh, but you don't get the... The joy of the seasons, and that's true. That's true. We don't really get the feeling of the seasons. So, but yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, but trust me, you're not missing much when winter lasts nine months. <laughs> All right. So, on a typical tour date, like once you arrive at the location, what happens before a show? Like, do you guys have, obviously you do a sound check? But is there? Do you have any time to like you know um, venture out from from the venue at all? Yeah, I'd say you know some of us in the band are real hermits, and we'll just stay in the room and you know watch TV the whole time until it's time to go on or whatever. And then some of us will love to just go kind of walking around and explore um stan our drummer in particular he's he's real resourceful and 
never lets a city go by without being explored. <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, uh, do you... And, you know, and one thing I found all through the United States, there's malls, and it's the same mall, like the exact same stores that we have right here in Newport Beach are in, like, uh, I don't know, whatever mall in Idaho. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. It's the same exact stores yeah. everywhere. So, so you can, if you, if you get your shaving products at a certain, you know, a certain store in a mall, You'll be able to get that in every single thing. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's amazing. I never realized that until, until touring. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you guys ever go out after the show at all? Uh, again, half the band will go straight back to the hotel and call it a day. That's myself. I'm usually so drained and done by the, at the end of a show. Yeah. last thing I want to do is socialize and all that stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. the other half of the band that, you know, they've maybe had a few drinks for the show and they just, yeah, they just get going. <laughs> okay. And we'll stay out, you know, with our crew until the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> you have a son and daughter. Uh, Campbell Lee is your daughter's name. His middle name is uh, named after an homage to, to Bruce Lee. Where did you? Yes, <laughs> yeah, when did you develop your infatuation with Bruce Lee? Like, was it from childhood or something? Or truly from childhood? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my mom has always told people that you know, ever since. Well, I have two older brothers, and they. They were they were into Bruce Lee, you know, when he was alive and like really into him. So I had you know no choice from the time I can remember being alive. There were Bruce Lee posters on my wall, and you know my brothers were totally into him. So yeah, my entire life he's been he's been like an inspiration of how cool a man could possibly look. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was, but, I, and then as it turns out, as I get older and read about him, he was so he was decades ahead of his time in the whole fitness regime and in his, in his diet and it's unbelievable how, how ahead of his time he was and how much he accomplished in his short years yeah and and now you did a little karate and you and you wore a, a, a tight suit in the video for when it's over um the audacity yes yeah. only because i <laughs> i was presented with the opportunity to actually you know spar fight with with the cream abdul jabbar so uh yeah even with my fat body i put that suit on it you know i gotta suck it up and I'll be able to tell my children. <laughs> I was, yeah, that, that was that was my thing. Is I was wondering if the band had like given you crap for wearing that or, or joked around about. Oh that. yeah, but they knew like that was. I mean, the, the whole video. Each guy in the band, it's like their fantasy thing, you know. So my fantasy thing was, you know, they knew that my whole life has been loving Bruce Lee and stuff. So when the director, our friend McGee, just goes, "Let's let's recreate the game of death," you know, I was just <laughs> I was all for it. <laughs> When you hang out at friends' houses or family gatherings or something with either um, another band member or just by yourself, do you do you ever like uh, break, just start breaking out and, and playing some of your music? Uh, never my own music, no. No. Um, other other people's songs, yeah. I mean, I carry a ukulele with me everywhere I go. So, um, and there's a lot of music in my house. I've got a studio, a rehearsal studio, and recording studio thing here in my house. And my my son has a little band. My wife thing, so yeah. I mean, there's there's always music going on, but no, I never never sugar ate stuff. <laughs> Only with the guys in the band. Yeah, you you probably play it enough that it's uh it's, exactly uh, yeah. And I I would just think that that'd be kind of vain and stuff, you know. I'm not really like that. So. Yeah. Um. All right. What's your favorite song so far? On the new CD. Uh, new CD, old CD. Just favorite sugar ate song period. Um. Or or you know maybe there's a couple and. You know, maybe it's because I'd it's fun to play. One of them would have to be a song called "Chasing You Around," which was on our last CD. Okay. Uh, only because uh, it was inspired by my son when he was when he was just a little toddler. Okay. 
that's my personal favorite. <laughs> now, um, you guys have stayed together over the years, and you live within a two-mile radius. Um, what's the secret to, to ban longevity? Is there a secret? Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you go through ups and downs, you know, you yeah. know with anything. <laughs> the secret uh, for us is, well, we had a common goal, number one, and number two, let everybody just do their thing and, you know, accept everybody for, for their faults as well. Yeah, and, and I see... Everyone's sort of done that, and uh, don't take anything too seriously and expect to be teased and laughed at, because that's, that's the way our whole camp rolls, but it's nothing's been personal. Uh, humor is of the utmost importance at all time with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, our bad. Anything I've seen or read about you guys, it always seems like you're always having a fun time, and I think that's, you know, what's important and... And, yeah, it uh, is. I mean, you know, look, we've all had real jobs at one point when we were younger, so we realized that uh, the fact that we can, you know, make a living doing this, we, we better not be up there grumpy, look, staring at our shoes and all that stuff. And that, that's fine for some bands, but that it, this is not the nature of our band. I look for a front, for God's sake. Uh, um, all right, and, and what's your favorite moment so far of your career? Uh, maybe two things. When, when we were handed our first gold record, it brought, you know, it reduced all of us to tears. Yeah. And... I guess there was one kind of moment that you can that is in your mind, burned in your mind that you'll never forget, and that was being on stage opening for the Rolling Stones and looking back at my drummer and seeing uh, Mick and Keith. Oh no way! Looking at him watching, that was unbelievable. Was that at a large uh, stadium or arena? Well, obviously, that was at the, uh, the MGM, the arena at the MGM in Vegas. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, I mean that, that is absolutely surreal for a kid that grew up only listening to 60s music, you know, the Stones and the Beatles and stuff, to then, like, fast forward later in life to be opening for them and looking and watching them watch you is, is, is like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that. Thanks very much, uh, Ronnie, for doing this, and uh, good luck to you on your tour and with the CD and everything else. Thanks, and uh, good time with you. We hope you guys enjoyed that interview. That was Rodney Shepard, guitarist for the band Sugar Ray. And don't forget, their new album comes out July 21st. It's called Music for Cougars. And they're currently on a nationwide tour. So check them out if they're coming to your city. You can log on to SugarRay.com to get all the tour dates and uh, ticket information. Until next time, this is Lawrence for the Amore Magazine podcast here on AmoreMagazine.com. Take care.